Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Everything about Glasgow's West End. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 22. In this episode, Pat goes and meets Claire McCleary. Claire McCleary is a Glaswegian writer. She writes short stories and crime novels. Her first book, published by Contraband in 2017, was long listed for the McKelvany Prize for Scottish Crime Book of the Year. Yes, that's the McKelvany Prize for Scottish Crime Book of the Year. Her second book is called Burnout and follows the same characters. It's Tartan Noir, according to what Pat tells me, and the book was recently featured in Bloody Scotland, which is a crime writing festival. Pat met Claire in the Ubiquitous Chip, which is a famous West End restaurant, which is great for food, but it's not particularly good for doing interviews because there's an absolute racket going on in the background. However, we won't call it racket, we'll call it atmosphere. Okay, so before we go over to meet Claire, can I ask you, or remind you, to subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast, tell at least one of your pals... Maybe even leave us a nice comment or rate us on iTunes. Uh, I think that's enough, is it? Oh no, you could ask, please uh, get in touch and ask us any questions you have. We really would like to hear from you. Okay, enough of me. Let's go over and meet Claire in the ubiquitous chip. Take it away, Pat and Claire. So today I'm upstairs in the chip, the ubiqu- famous ubiquitous chip, with the writer Claire McCleary. So I was wanting to ask Claire how she got started in writing. Well, I was living in Fife at the time in a village just outside St Andrews. And although I'd read English at uni, I hadn't really written anything for years and years. And when my kids left Madras College and themselves went off to uni, one in Glasgow and one in Edinburgh, I took myself off to an evening class at St Andrews with a wonderful American tutor called Debbie Harris, who was full of enthusiasm and really gave me a lot of confidence. And from there, I joined a a continuing education class at Dundee Uni under another wonderful tutor called Esther Reid. And the first thing Esther Reid said in her weekly class when you submitted a piece of writing was, to the group, what did you like about it? And then, of course, once you'd had all the plaudits, you'd be easier able to take the criticism. (laughs) So I did that for a couple of years. And then one day, there was a graduation ceremony in Dundee, and one of the honorary graduands was William Boyd, who was one of my literary heroes. And I went along to that, um, and afterwards, He was giving a talk, probably as a quid pro quo, to the creative writing students at Dundee uh, under their professor, Kirsty Gunn, who is an acclaimed New Zealand author. Uh, And Kirsty Gunn said to me, you must come and do the MLIT with me. So I did, and I've never looked back. Well, that was smashing. So um, when you did the part-time courses... 
What kind of writing were you doing then? Uh, I was writing short stories because, to be honest with you, Pat, that was all I could write. I found writing 500 words a real uphill struggle. It was like doing a school essay. <laughs> uh, but then as I time went on and as I developed and as my confidence grew, um, I was able to top that up to maybe 800 words and then 1,200 words. And uh, the continuing education class had a group called Nethergate Writers and every year they produced an anthology of short stories and you had to compete to get into it. Um, but then we um, would have a little stand in Waterstones in Dundee and actually sell the books and be asked to sign them. And that was a real thrill when you're the first time you're asked to sign a book. And I also submitted a few stories to magazines mm -hmm. and, you know, with a little bit of success. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's great when you get something like that and you, you feel you're, you, you know, you're, you're contributing to the world of literature in a way. Well, mm -hmm. and also it wasn't that I was lacking in confidence because I'd been in business um, mm -hmm. on my own account, but really it was more that I had kind of reclaimed my persona mm -hmm. after years and years of being mum, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think quite a lot of women feel like that. It's, you know, you're, you're doing, doing something for yourself. Yes. I think mm -hmm. the year that I did the Emlet, um, I was one of two mature students and the young kids were terrific. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, they really looked up to us because they felt that we had so much more to write about, which was true, we it did. It is true, yeah. If you can remember. If you can remember, <laughs> yes. No, you don't um, have to remember, actually, because you're, you're, you're just taking a seed of something and building on it. I, I think even less than that was the fact that I was a bit of a dinosaur mm -hmm. and I found, actually, uh, submitting my first essay. It wasn't actually the writing, it was really putting it down in the computer and how do you do a footnote and that sort of thing. And even taking a book out of a library when you're not used to a, a, a library where everything's computerised was an uphill struggle. Well, I, I suppose I, I was kind of um, a bit of, of the opposite because I'm very familiar with, with IT and the web and so on. So when I did the MLED, I had the cheek to say to them that there were some problems, they called it the Moodle, Did and they? that's uh -huh. what you submitted. So I had the cheek to say, um, you know, it could be better, you know, there are some problems, and that didn't go down that well. Yes, I bet. <laughs> but, um, you know, I remember um, the first time I had to put something to put it up and it went up on this Moodle and everyone saw your work really? uh -huh. and, and Jim was he was saying oh my god oh my god do you, you know do you want to get somebody to read it first I said but, I said no no I, I don't I don't mind because I suppose uh, having written on the web the, my website for all these years I've always been exposed anyway yes and and even yet I, I still go to um, writing classes at the Centre for Open Studies at Glasgow University, I go every week, uh -huh. so I've continued with that, and I love when it's my crit. I really, really love people to criticise my work. I, I, I enjoy it. I think you can you get so much because you you can never see everything yourself. No, 
I know, and, and, and people aren't negative. I mean, they, and they're, they're kind generally and they're honest and they really go into it um, constructively. And you don't have to take it all on board. No, no, it's sometimes maybe better that you don't. But I've never, I really admire you because I've never, um, I've only ever written short stories. Yeah, but and the, I mean, I the short it, stories are wonderful. Yeah, I, 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 and I enjoy them and I read a lot of them, but I think it's, it really is difficult to hold on to. Uh, you know, I've started writing longer, longer pieces. Yes. And then it's trying to follow it on and remember what you've done and you know, yes. like, it's yes. quite uh, is it quite demanding well I find my problem at the moment is that I started off writing crime um, which wasn't what I did when I did the Aimlet when I did the Aimlet I wrote short stories and quite literally short stories um, but I had written one scene of a crime novel because I didn't want my prof to, to think that I was a one-trick pony. <laughs> so when I came to try to be published with a full-length novel, I looked at what was out there, knowing how difficult it is to get published these days. And the one thing that did seem to be selling was crime. Mm -hmm. So I thought, all right, I'll write a crime mm -hmm. novel. Mm -hmm. Five years later, I was still at it. Uh, and the problem there is, if you don't know anything about police procedure and you don't know anything about forensic scientists, there's only one way to go, and that one way to go is private detectives. Uh, but where I had my brainwave was um, not just that I would set this book in Aberdeen, where most things are set in the central belt, with the stellar exception, of course, of Stuart McBride, uh, but that I also made my protagonist two women of a yeah. certain age. Uh, I've, I've got. I mean, I I am not a big crime fan. I, I, I seldom read any crime novels. But um, I read. I've just read Burnout because I wanted to, you know, to. Well, I, wanted, I was interested to read it because I knew you, and yes. um, I thought, and what. I mean, I did like it because it was set in Aberdeen. That appealed to me. Um, I've got a great friend in Aberdeen, so I'm up and down occasionally. I don't know yeah. the city dead well, but I like the dialogue. I like the, you know, like the um, colloquial speech. Yes. I enjoyed that. So I, I really, really loved the dialogue. But what I liked most of all, and I think it's often missing from crime novels, I love those characters. Those two female characters... Um, Wilma and Maggie, they, I mean, the the connection that you built with them uh, is just fabulous. Thanks, Pat. I, uh, it's interesting that you should say that, and particularly given that you don't read crime, you don't particularly like crime, because every uh, book festival that I go to up and down the country, the first thing somebody says to me is, we love Maggie and Wilma. <laughs> they are, they're great. I mean, they absolutely shine. And, you know, I enjoyed that. And even the secondary characters, you know, they're, they're built... I think quite a lot of... Um, I mean, not every... I mean, I have read crime. I've read Denise Lina and, and different people. And I, 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 quite, I, quite, I don't dislike it. You know, it wouldn't be my, my first, first choice. choice. yes. But, um, I mean, I think... I, those, I think you've done a great job with those characters. 
really. Well, you're very it's, kind. It's super, no, honestly, I, 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 I mean, I wasn't going into it kind of um, thing, expecting that. Yes. You know, um, that, that I think that is really... Um, I mean, you can just imagine them. You know, so it was so um, so very very well done. Well, my publisher certainly seems to think that they're chiming mm-hmm. with readers because the first book, Cross Purpose, was longlisted for the Bloody Scotland uh, McIlvany yeah, Prize, fabulous. and that was amazing. Uh, and what was funny about it was. Uh, I was actually on holiday when the news broke and I was on a, a boat in Bratislava with no Wi-Fi and my publisher was trying to get hold of me. So I had to go ashore and go in a bar and get the nice barman to show me how to get hold of um, the email. And uh, I didn't actually realise the full significance of this uh, until I was actually in the Great Hall of Stirling Castle uh, the following September on the stage with Val McDermott and Denise Miner and Lynn Anderson and Craig Robertson and all these, Anine Rankin and all these absolutely stellar people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that gave me a huge personal boost. Uh, And then Burnout, uh, the sequel, uh, happily or unhappily, has chimed with the whole Harvey Weinstein Me Too movement mm-hmm. because it deals with um, not just sexual yes, abuse uh-huh. but white collar sexual yes, abuse. Uh-huh. It's so it's all about as well. it's all about really control and consent. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's right. I haven't thought of that. No, no. Well, I mean that's great. You've, you've, you've done so well. And I've actually and just submitted, well not quite submitted book three right, that's what I was going to ask you uh, I'm working on it right now mm-hmm. uh, and it is about home and homelessness because what I'm trying to do with these two women is concentrate on the big domestic issues mm-hmm. uh, so it's about a woman who goes missing, leaving her two children behind, mm-hmm. uh, which for any woman really to do is a big, big, big thing. Uh, so I've, the first draft has come back and I'm just about to submit the second draft and it should be published next spring. That's great. That's fabulous. You're, you're working hard. That's, that's great. Do, do you start off with the whole plot thought through, or does it sort of emerge as you go? Um, no, I'm not a plotter. Mm-hmm. The, the, there is this ongoing argument, plotters or pantsers, mm-hmm. and I'm a bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think I, I invariably know how the book is going to start and how it's going to end but I don't know what's hap- going to happen, happen in the in middle, between. which is what Lynn Anderson calls the muddle in the middle. Mm-hmm. By God, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like doing a giant jigsaw. Mm-hmm. You kind of fiddle about with the middle and take pieces mm-hmm. out and put them back. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now. So do the characters kind of run away with you a bit and do their own thing? Yes, the characters tend to take you over a bit. They go in directions you don't <laughs> want them to go in. Uh, but that's good fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that, that is, I, I, like, I like that too, you know, when something 
kind of comes up that you, you hadn't expected yourself? I think the downside is you wake up at four in the morning with dialogues running through your head. <laughs> uh, so it's critical mm -hmm. to keep the notebook by the bed. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. So that, no, I was going to say to you, you know, what, you know, what about the next one, what, what you, um, you're doing? So what about, um, you, were, you were in I Write? Yes, that's uh -huh. right. Mm -hmm. um, I, the first book was launched at the very first Granite Noir in Aberdeen, uh -huh. the book festival there, and Burnout was launched at I Write uh -huh. in March. Yeah. And I enjoyed that thoroughly. Mm -hmm. I had been last year, uh, because I've only downsized to Glasgow a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and the first year was pretty chaotic. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed the events that I went to, and looking mm -hmm. forward to mm -hmm. I love how right. Yes. Mm -hmm. We were actually at a project in Ten Writers Selling Lies. We were in I Write, but I was sick. I, yes, I saw so that. I didn't, I didn't um, get to it. I wasn't able to go. That's a great shame. I, I was so disappointed. You'll, you'll have to be weaving, smiling and weaving next year. I don't know. Um, I don't know that we'll have a... So, so we, we um, self-funded that book. And oh, I see, yes. Um, well, we got some sponsorship, um, but it's so hard to get, get funding and... So we've got something else in mind that we're going to do, but it won't be a book. So I don't know how it'll work for that. So it probably won't fit with I, I write. But we've had, we have had great fun. And um, I mean, we're, we're still we're doing something in the West End Festival this year. So that'll be the third year. Great. So it's kind of, the first year was just a taster. So it's kind of, um, and we've sold loads of books, and it's in the library, it's in the Mitchell Library and uh, Hillhead Library, so we're, we're pretty thrilled. Wonderful, yeah. You know, it wasn't a... Um, we, we, um, we kind of, from the outset, we thought we'll just do it ourselves, you know, so we didn't really spend a lot of time, you know, going to publish it or whatever, because it's kind of tricky if it's a book and a CD. Yes. You know, they're... Um, but it's what uh, <clears throat> you know, no, we've had it. We've had great fun. No, it's been it's been good fun. So we'll <clears throat> definitely do something. And you've else. obviously got the technical skills as well as the writing well, ability. I don't, <clears throat> I don't need them so much because um, well, I'm I'm working on the site all the time, so I, I kind of do a lot of stuff automatically. But Jim is kind of expert in IT, so like, all the web stuff and everything. So. I can depend on, on him, yes. <laughs> you know, for, for that. But also the, the young ones now, I mean, my wee grandson, it's not me now, he's miles bigger than me, he's 14. I mean, it's interesting with the children because they have no problem, anything um, technical. They just, they, they, they just do things. I mean, he, he has actually shown me at times some, something to do that I didn't know uh -huh. because I think they're just... They're so open to it. Yes. It's like when we were we and you were playing two balls and skipping ropes sure, and all that. Yes. That is exactly the same for yes. them. It's just something that, that, that's there and they do and they're well, no I'm, e I'm equally blessed because my son works in IT. Um, so he uh, designed a website uh, for okay. me and uh, he even posts stuff onto it. Uh, I'm limited to Twitter's about the limit of my mm -hmm. IT ability. Mm -hmm. 
No, but if you've seen that, because it is, it's important to, to update it. Well, it's the first thing you publish it as you. Uh-huh, and also, you know, so that people going on to know where to buy your books and, yes. and so on. Yes. You know, it's, I mean, that, that's what people... People, people do these days. Yes. But I really like Twitter. I think Twitter's great. I, yes, I, I quite enjoy it. I, I stick very firmly to books mm-hmm. and pretty firmly to crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I keep it really quite tight because yeah. I've got a limited amount of time. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's what you're wanting to use it for. Yes, yes. I get carried away with it with, um, because I get so um, bad-tempered with um, political stuff. Yes. So I get carried away with that, and then yes. I think I'm wasting so much yes. time on this, I could be <laughs> working. Well, <laughs> I avoid, because, I, because I've come back to writing later on, um, I try to keep my nose really very clean in case my publisher wraps my knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's... Um, it's that's like being back at school, having a publisher. <laughs> Although no, my publisher said... I, I, sorry. My publisher, Sarah Hunt of Saraband, uh-huh. is really an amazing woman. Yeah, well, I, I know of Sarah because of um, Graeme. Of course, uh-huh, yes. McCree Burnett. Yes. Because, um, so I've met her and um, she, she's lovely and I knew that he just thought she was absolutely wonderful because um, I've known Graeme for a long time because well, Jim's a musician and Graeme was a musician, you see. And, oh, I didn't uh-huh, know that. Yes, I had a fabulous band called The, the Dirt, kind of murder music, <laughs> very dark. Uh-huh. But it was Americana, yes. and there's not an awful lot of Americana bands in Glasgow. Uh-huh. So um, I've seen them. In fact, I reviewed the band, and it's on the website, a review I wrote of, of the dirt a long time ago. And um, Jim and Graham would sometimes maybe be playing at the same events. Yes. So we get, well, we cross paths quite a lot. Uh-huh. So when he's, I was dead interested when Graham started writing. Yes. And um, of course he's been so successful as well. And I, I knew that he loved Sarah. Yes. You know, so that's great. She, she's, she's a very sad, experienced publisher of the old school. Mm-hmm. Very clever woman, but she's really thoughtful with it, which is lovely. Sure, that's great. Mm-hmm. And and actually. Crime writers in particular are a very friendly bunch, a very jolly bunch. And I bumped into Green the other night in Woodland Road, sitting outside a bar when we were coming from somewhere else. Um, so people are very supportive. Mm-hmm. Well, so the, the Tartan Noir, I mean, if you can do that, I think it is a good, a good thing to do because it can only... I think it can only get more popular. Yes. You know, it's, 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 it, it, there's a lot, a lot of talent there. You know, it's a good group. And Bloody Scotland, Bloody Scotland. in Stirling yeah. is a phenomenal venue, very intimate and great fun, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh, you know, everybody talks to everybody else, readers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. authors. Mm-hmm. So who is behind um, Bloody Scotland? Uh, Bob McDavid, Bob? really, uh-huh. although Lynn uh-huh. Anderson was one, one of the founding. That's what I was wondering, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I've seen Lynn, I've, I've seen Lynn, it must have been I write, and of course I know Bob because um, I'm always in contact with him for I write. Yes, 
I'm glad that he got that job uh-huh. for the past few years. Yes. He's done a great job with he it. He does indeed, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, he programs Bloody Scotland, uh-huh. but right. Lynn Anderson was one of the founding mm-hmm. members. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I must try and get through to that sometime. I, I've seen it, um, of I course. I hope, I, although I'm Glasgow West End, I, you know, I, nobody tells me... <laughs> curves me and everything so I always put Bloody Scotland up on my website yes. and then I always think oh I'd like to go to this I th- but I've never managed I yet. think you would really really enjoy it because A it's not far mm-hmm. you know you can far. get the train so you can go for the day mm-hmm. and B everything's very walkable everything's mm-hmm. just within a few hundred yards of one another and people chat going back mm-hmm. and forth you know it's a really great. good atmosphere it sounds great I'll, I'll, I must, what time of the year is it on? It's September. This year so, it's late yeah, September. Yeah, yeah. Well, I must watch out for that and kind of plan to go. Um, yeah, that's an idea. <laughs> so you were um, saying to me earlier on about um, before you started writing that you were a businesswoman, and but but that um, under that banner of businesswoman, it seems to have sort of encompassed a vast amount of different experiences and so have you used those things in your writing? Um, Yes, I think writers use all their experiences in their writing uh, past and present Uh, so yes, I'm drawn on uh, the various sort of shops I've run, starting with a sandwich shop where I had where most of my customers were young lawyers and accountants and so on and uh, hairdressers I've run Um, I've done holiday lets where I've had a lot of American maybe oil related uh, guests that sort of thing and of course uh, writers are very observant and not nosy but quite interested and so, you know, I use, I keep my ears flapping on buses in the street. Oh my um, God. There's really nobody I love, safe. I love going in the bus. I mean, I, I think you're really missing out if you don't use public transport. I agree. <laughs> you know? and, and you hear the most amazing things. I was on an aeroplane coming back from Dubai and the woman two rows in front of me said to her friend, Muriel's getting awfully stout and I thought we'll use that and then I was in a train and another woman said to somebody, he killed my hydrangeas I thought right I'll use that so you do, you jot down these little phrases and that could be a whole scene in the next book No I, 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 don't, I don't tend to jot anything down but I mean I I, I bet I you stole it away though I don't know. I probably, probably, um, my, my, I, I sometimes write stories about you know things that have happened, and then I, I build on it. And so my, my sister's in Canada, so I wrote a story, and it was about something that happened to one of my brothers. So I wrote the story, and then I said to her, "Would you like to see it?" And I sent it to her, so she got back to me. And she said, um, "I think there's something else." Happens, she says, if you speak to Liam, that's my other brother, I'm sure he'll remember. <laughs> because of, cause I, had, I had changed it because you're only, you've only got the, the kernel yes, of something. Yes, yes. I thought that was quite comical though, that she was sort of reading it and thinking, you know, this isn't, this isn't right, this is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is all wrong, you know. So, 
no, the only thing is it can rather upset your children. I mean, I'm very lucky that my husband um, mm. is totally unflappable. Well, that was the other thing. I thought that you were very brave in lots of the things, you know, in the bad swear words and sexual stuff and all that. I thought, good for Claire, because it's, it's, it makes it real then, doesn't it? Well, I joke, when I, when I do a bookie thing, I joke that my children are alternately proud and appalled. <laughs> and I have to say, with the with Burnout, where, well, with the first book, I think my friends in St Andrews were pretty shocked at the swear words. Uh, but then I like to be subversive, and I like to open the book, making people think that this is what they call cosy crime, uh, that it's really all quite kind of domestic, and then hit them, with it. hit them between the eyes with something. And then in Burnout with the sex scenes, I must say, my daughter said to me, she read it on the plane going down to London, and she kept passing pages to her, uh, open pages to her boyfriend and saying, Look at my mum. Look at that! <laughs> my mum! <laughs> she didn't know you knew these things? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She did say at one point uh, across the dinner table, I think it's a bit off when your mum knows more about drugs than you do. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's not gratuitous. It's, it's realistic. I try not no, to no, be. And although my books are dark because they tackle dark subjects, mm-hmm. what I try to do is to leaven the darkness with uh, more than a bit of humour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Um, no, I enjoyed it, and I'll look forward to the next one, Claire. And I'm glad you're doing so well. You know, it's well deserved. And so, is there anything else you want to add at all? Um, the only thing I would say is to, you know, there is this phrase that everybody's got a book in them, mm-hmm. and I'm quite convinced everybody has. And I would say to anybody out there, particularly anybody who is um, maybe a mature woman or somebody stuck at home with kids, if you want, if you think about doing it or you want to do it, go on and do it, join a class and you won't look back. I didn't. Good advice. Thanks very much, Claire. Thank you. Well, there you go. As Claire said, everybody's got a book in them. Uh, I'm sure you've got one in you, and you're probably thinking right now, hmm, did I write a book? Anyway, you got on with it, and I'll say thanks for listening to this episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and I'll catch you the next time. Bye for now.